This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Closing it out on today's episode of Inside Black and Gold. I think it's time to start talking about it. You know, I say that, but we did talk about it after the game. So we're talking about it again. And it's... <laughs> You know, what are the odds for Chris Olave to actually finish off a Rookie of the Year campaign and win that award? He is actually currently number three in the betting odds. Can you name the two players in front of him, Steve? I'd have to go from the the Titans running, uh, not the Titans running back, uh, Damian Pierce. He's one of them, yep. Whew. It's not going to be the Falcons receiver, huh? No. No, he's not. He's, he's nowhere near it. Um, and I know it's not doom, 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 Garrett Wilson. Doom, doom. No, he is on the list, but he's pretty far down. Time's yeah, up. It? <laughs> is Kenneth Walker running back Seattle Seahawks? He is currently the top odds getter at minus one forty. Damian Pierce is plus four hundred. Chris Olave wow. is plus six hundred. And those are really the top three candidates. And I think. The list after them is pretty is are, are long shots, right? So you have Christian Watson, the Packers wide receiver, who's been really coming on lately. Um, he's plus fourteen hundred. Isaiah Pacheco, who is a rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, who had a hundred yard game um, this past week, but yeah, he's got a long way to go. Waiver. Yeah, he's got a long way yeah. to go before before he's really in this conversation. Kenny Pickett is the top quarterback. So anytime Ooh. you have a quarterback. That's a lot of times that is going to give you give them a much better chance, right? Like Kyler Murray won. Uh, he really didn't have that great of a season, but a solid rookie quarterback season is usually far above a really good rookie wide receiver or rookie running back. There is no rookie quarterback this year that you really care about because there are no good rookie quarterbacks and Kenny Pickett kind of sucks. So that's really a wide open race beyond that. 
the guy I think is a dark horse here. If you wanted to 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 really throw a dart with a potential, is uh, George Pickens. He's plus five thousand right now, but. You know, they traded away Chase Claypool. So there's a there's an opportunity for him to really feast over the last, you know, eight games of this season. And he has had a solid year to this point. He's got 33 catches for 453 yards and two touchdowns. But, you know, if he if he really goes big time over the last five, six games, he could come out. And, I mean, you're getting plus 5,000 odds. But I do think that Chris Olave, I think we talked about this after the game, the biggest thing he needs to do and the Saints need to do is win a few games so that the attention is on him late in the season because there's a chance and you're playing for something. If the, if your last four games are, are played in obscurity with, with no meaningful um, you know playoff consideration whatsoever, you're not winning rookie of the year. It's the same reason I don't think Damian Pierce is going to really have a chance because no one's going to be watching Texans games, right? Like. Right. Uh, and no one's going to come away be, unless you have him in fantasy. No one's going to be like, oh, yeah, that 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 game was fun to watch because of Damian Pierce. You know, they're going to turn it off and go watch something else. So that's why I kind of think he he has a rough go of it. But he has been good, right? Like he's played in 10 games. He has 175 rushes, 780 yards, three touchdowns, 24 catches for 135 yards. Kenneth Walker, he has been really impressive. I think Brees Hall was also on this list prior to his injury. Sure. And Kenneth Walker, you know, he's come on late, right? He was stuck behind Rashad Penny for the first half of this season. Rashad Penny's season ended in New Orleans with that injury. Kenneth Walker, 121 attempts, 587 yards, is averaging just under five yards a carry, seven touchdowns. And there have been a lot of long touchdowns. Like he has a 74-yard touchdown. I want to say he had a 68-yard touchdown against the Saints, right? So he has had multiple 50 plus yard touchdown runs. <laughs> and so that's that's the type of like you look at a highlight reel going for rookie of the year that's that's going to win you an award if you can keep that up. Yeah, like you said, uh, Olave hopefully playing in more meaningful games coming up and the fact that too they got to get him into the end zone a little more. Just scored his third touchdown of the year this last game. I think it was also his third 100-yard receiving game. I'd be more concerned though of getting him more of those end zone looks. Well, you got to hit him on big plays, right? Like yeah. whether they end in the end zone or not, he needs to be more involved in chunk plays downfield. I think that is something that he has, you know, he's kind of fallen down in the rookie of the year ladder. And it's it's happened since they made the shift from Jameis Winston to Andy Dalton because yeah. what you lose in that shift is the downfield passing attack. You really haven't seen it much with Andy Dalton in there, but the last few weeks, I think you've gotten a little bit more involved with Jarvis Landry back. I think there's the ability to get him more involved downfield because you can you can use Jarvis underneath, and that is where he thrives. But yeah, I mean, 51 catches, 760 yards, three touchdowns like that. Those are some serious numbers on a team where you know the last five six weeks you haven't really had anyone else to deal with. Obviously, Jarvis is back now, and he was incorporated. He caught a touchdown, um, but yeah, I mean. He is on pace to break the Saints franchise record for uh, rookie wide receiving yards. And Set by? Mike Thomas. Right. <laughs> I think it's a little over 1,200. I'd have to look it up. But he's well on his way to that. And, I mean, so Mike Thomas, Marcus Colston, both guys that had really, really successful, spectacular rookie seasons in New Orleans. And he is on pace to beat that. So that's, you know, that kind of tells you just how good he's been. Can't guard Chris. I think you need a different nickname. I know, um, I know. 
But all right, let's go through some more some more Saints some Saints futures props to see if you you would bet on any of them. Saints makes playoffs to get yes is plus seven hundred, no is minus twelve hundred. <laughs> the the problem is so this is it's kind of weird because Saints to win division is plus a thousand, but you know the Saints aren't making the playoffs as a wild card. Exactly. So realistically speaking, if you were going to bet this, you would never bet Saints to make playoffs and lose, you know, the percentage that you would lose when you just say Saints to win division because that's really the only route they have. No, I, I totally agree. And uh, hopefully they can catch up with Tampa, who is now, I think, two games ahead of them. Uh, one thing, you know what I'm just remembering we didn't mention either? The New York football giants have signed Nick Vanette to their practice squad. Did they? Yes. Yeah, I saw he was uh, he was out there. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, reliable blocking tight ends are not exciting until you don't have one. Yeah, we yeah we've talked about that for sure, right? And that's yeah. exactly what Nivet, Nick Nivette does well. Besides, I, I always said too, it's unfortunate he doesn't do didn't do much with the Saints just because he was such a good locker room interview. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see if the Saints tried to keep him around. I wouldn't be surprised if. They were just like, or the Giants were like, well, we have an opportunity for you to actually play. And <laughs> right. Nick was like, okay. Cause, you know, the Saints, you know, they, they might have signed him to their practice squad, but you know, he would probably have stayed on the practice squad. The Giants are out there trying to play guys named Lawrence Cager at tight end. And I've never even heard of the players that they're playing at tight end. Like, even in college, I'd never heard of these players. So, like, that he's going to have a chance. He's going to get on the field for them. So, get good for him. You know, he, he, he's been, very much uh, just a guy in the room for the Saints this year. Yeah, definitely not really utilized. And, you know, I, I think like you mentioned, it's not re- really uh, easy to find a good blocking tight end. And you don't know what you have until you miss it kind of thing. But he wasn't he wasn't seeing any opportunities here with guys. And he had no know, opportunity to work into a role. No, like, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and he's probably going to get into the playoffs. So, Honestly, that might have been part of the decision too. Yeah, I know that was probably part of Latavius Murray's thinking. But now look what look at Denver right now. Not to say that the, that the yeah, Giants are in that situation at all. Latavius is going to be the starting running back there. I know now that Melvin Gordon's out. Yeah, they released Melvin Gordon and uh, Chase Edmonds traded there from Miami, and he's he's dealing with an injury. So Latavius, you know, he might not be in the playoffs, but he's going to get a chance to be the starting running back in Denver for the rest of the season. So you can't argue with that decision either. Um, back to the odds here. Saints t- to win the NFC plus six thousand. You know, if you're confident and you want to lay a ten dollar bet on uh Saints to win the NFC, you can win six hundred dollars. <laughs> that that just seems like throwing money away, honestly. I don't even know if that math is right. I just did it in my head, but it sounds right. Because a hundred because it's plus six thousand to you know bet a hundred to win six thousand. So I'm pretty sure ten would be six hundred. Saints to win the Super Bowl. What do you think it is, Steve? Who that's gotta be like two hundred to one odds? Hundred and fifty to one, actually. Okay. I was close. <laughs> so if you bet a one dollar on the Saints to win the Super Bowl, not even just to make it, 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 you have to go win it. And they did, yeah. <laughs> you would you would win $150. I wonder what it is just to make the Super Bowl. No, I mean they to win the conference. That's the same thing. Oh, yeah, there you go. Duh. Yeah. So plus six, so six sixty to one odds. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the odds. If you uh if you feel like throwing money away, that's 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 the type of uh that's the type of action you can get. Saints wins. 
They are still surprisingly over or under six and a half. What do you think? Hmm. I'm I'm gonna say the over six and a half. I would take still. Yeah. I still have I still have hope. I I still have a little bit of confidence in this team. I don't know why. Maybe there's a little bit of homerism or or just being delirious. But I I think they can get over six and a half wins. Yeah, I mean, I think they beat the Falcons, and I think they beat the Panthers, right? Like, those are wins you should get, and those are teams that now, you know, Kyle Pitts is out for the year, you know, I think by the time you get to week 15, which is confirmed to be a Saturday game, as I reported earlier, you know, they might be they might be completely in the tank. You know, I don't think they will be actively tanking. They're not going to throw a mat, throw a game, but, you know, I don't think they're going to be going all in either and the Panthers in the same way. So, like, those should be two wins. So that would get you to six. And it's really a question of, can you win another game? Can you beat the 49ers, the Browns, the Bucks, the... Eggles. Bang? No. Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Sorry. I said Eggles, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said Bengals. <laughs> um, so that's... Yeah, that, that game in Cleveland on Christmas is interesting to me just because... Um, I'm curious to see what's going to be the Deshaun Watson show coming. I, I, you know, he hasn't been in football forever, and I don't think that's going to be the old cure-all over there either. No, but it'll be interesting because this is the week he gets to come back against the Texans. So, what do you uh, know, right? How, how fitting. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen, you know, everyone acts like, oh, you get that quarterback and all of a sudden everything is fixed. But look at the Broncos, you know? You know, that was one in the beginning of the year. Everybody kept talking about they're a quarterback away, and I I really never saw it with that roster, like, from the get. No, they should be a quarterback away. That, no, that, that is a good roster. That is a good offense. It just wasn't like, oh, Russell Wilson's coming, boom, Super Bowl. I just, I just never believed that, honestly. I just don't think that Russell Wilson is this kind of one-size-fits-all quarterback that can make it work in whatever offense he shows up in. I think that the Seahawks were tailored around his skill set. And they knew how to, they, they were, they were good with him and he was good with them. And that's, you know, I don't think every quarterback can just switch systems and and retain that level of success. And that's what you saw. And you've, you've seen that come true in Denver. You know, he's a small quarterback. He can't see over the line, right? Like, like that's not a normal thing. Like that is rare. Like you, like for every Drew Brees, you know, you, you end up with, you know, five Doug Fluties. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, yeah, we're seeing Pete Carroll is still able to win without Russell. Uh, Bill Belichick having a bit of a difficult time without a Tom Brady. We'll see what happens with Sean Payton when he comes back, if he's able to win without Drew. It'd be curious to see, you know, go back in the space-time continuum in an alternate universe and see if Drew Brees happened to leave the Saints and go on somewhere else. Would he have had success without Sean Payton running the show? Well, I get I hear all the time about how they almost drafted Pat Mahomes. So right. that's kind of exactly. your, your your inverse reality situation where and I think it is interesting to think about because so if they draft Pat Mahomes, I don't think he starts as a rookie. I think you do kind of the same thing that the that the Chiefs did. Right. But you know, Smith. after that 2019 season, he gotta move on. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably where, you know, the Vikings were making a run at Drew Brees. And maybe you say, okay, good luck. You know, we're going to go with Pat. And then, so what is what does Drew do out in Minnesota with that really good roster? You know, that would have been interesting, but you'll never in you'll never find out. No, it's like uh, you know, the what if game. Obviously, woulda, coulda, shoulda, or whatever you want to say. It's just interesting to think about, obviously, because you know you hear about a player making a coach or a coach making a player, and you know it's it's very interesting right now to see Bill Belichick struggling so much. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think you see it with. With Bill, you see it with Mike Tomlin, right? Sure. When you when you suddenly don't have that quarterback anymore, life gets a lot more difficult. And uh, yeah, I mean the the Seattle situation is rare. And I still I'm still not sold on Seattle. Like everyone, like they I think they're what six and four. Yeah, and they're off this week because yeah because they played in Germany. They played Tampa in Germany. Uh, you know I'm not sold on that team. Like I think there's a real possibility where they finish the season eight and nine, nine and eight. And they're they're looking up at the 49ers at the end of it. Like that 49ers are the best team in that division. And Definitely the Seahawks agree. defense is not as good as it has looked. I mean, we we saw the Saints tear them apart. Yeah, and the it's Lions just amazing to apart. me that Geno's been able to, I've been waiting for the Geno Smith to fall off a cliff and he's really performed well. He didn't look good against the Bucks. No. And you kind of saw him revert to that like, you know, turnover prone not making decisions fast enough, you know, trying to do too much, Gino. Uh, so, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe you're going to see a lot more of that. And I do think to some extent that team has been just winning games in spite of itself. Like that defense is not good. Tariq Woolen is a good rookie. But yeah, I mean, so so I'm not I'm not going to give the Seahawks like the, oh, they they managed to survive without Russ benefit of the doubt yet. They have to finish this season. A six and four start is great, but they have to finish in the playoffs before I count that. And there is still a lot of losses left uh, on that schedule if they don't do it the right way. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking their next three games: Raiders, Rams, Carolina. Oof. Yeah, so maybe they will win. <laughs> but after that, maybe there aren't as many nine- losses on that schedule as I thought. <laughs> but after after that, they got Niners and Chiefs, so that's rough. And then they close with Jets, Rams. Yeah, I mean, if all if all they do is beat the four teams that are bad on that yeah. schedule, then they make the playoffs at ten and six, ten and seven. So yeah, maybe maybe there aren't as many losses on that schedule left as I thought. No, um, yeah, the tough, like I said, toughest ones definitely Niners and Chiefs. But yeah, I mean, four and three is a ten win season, and that's kind of the uh, to me that's the benchmark. Is either you're either you you're you're bad or you win ten games. <laughs> that's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> like if you win, go nine and eight, you're not a good team. You win ten games, like okay, fine. Right, yeah, you got to be two games above above five hundred there. Well, I mean, that to me, ten wins guarantees you a playoff spot. With 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 the expanded playoffs, you know, there's only so many ten win teams, right? Like, it's just that the math works, especially in this season where there's a lot of down teams. One thing I I said last week was, you know, it's wild how few good teams there are. Like, not great yes. teams, not 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 incredible teams, not like odds on Super Bowl bets. Like just teams that don't go out week in and week out and give you like these bafflingly inconsistent results, right? Like, like the Giants, like that's not a good team, but they're seven and three. They went out and lost to the Lions this week. They're right. they're they're signing Nick Vanette because their starting tight end is named Lawrence Cager. Like, that's not a good team. 
Kenny Galladay doesn't even play for them because he just doesn't feel like it. They had to ship out Kadarius Tony, a first round pick from two years ago, who immediately catches a touchdown with the Chiefs. Just but now he's immediately like, hurt again. Yeah. They're like they're just trying to get rid of all the Gettleman guys, which is like fine, that's a good idea, in my opinion. But like that's not a good team. But they're one of the top end teams. Like the Eagle, like how many g- good teams are there? So like Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens. Well, even the Eagles, you know, they've been falling back to earth the last two games. Just that that eke, they eked out a win against the Colts, and they had their uh, you know the perfect season snapped as well. So there's some you know reality check for them. Minnesota has I don't know I don't know if to, if I can believe in them or not. I don't believe in Minnesota. I believe uh, I'm, I'm definitely more concerned games. with the 49ers after seeing them last on Monday night. Yeah, Minnesota's eight and two. Philadelphia's nine and one. Dolphins and Bills are seven and three. Chiefs are eight and two. Ravens are seven and three. Believer. Titans are seven and three, and the Titans aren't good. Anyway, there's just it, and just in general, and I think I've made this comment before too. It's like there really hasn't been good football this season either. I mean, I was a treat to watch that Sunday night game at least between the Chiefs and Chargers, but a lot of games really haven't even been entertaining. It is it is funny too because the AFC East and the NFC East, all four teams are above five hundred. Yeah. And then in the NFC South, all four teams are sub are 500 or worse. So, yeah. And, and I know it's we've gotten tired of saying the Saints are still mathematically in it, but when you see just the Falcons at five and six, and then the Bucks at five and five, with games still to play against them, obviously <laughs> there's still a chance, as 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 they say, you know, and what was it, Dumb and Dumber. You know, so you mean there's still a chance? Well, yeah. So you're there, telling there me is. there's a chance. I'm not even going to talk about the Falcons. It's the Bucks and the Saints, right? Like the Falcons, they're just they all they're doing is ruining their draft pick. Like this is not a team that has a chance. Uh, like if Arthur Smith gets credit, like they have been much better than they should have been. But like that's not a team that even wants to win this year. <laughs> like, right. I, I was so aggravated the Bears couldn't pull off that victory last week. But it doesn't even matter. Like, get them out of the picture. Like, Falcons and the Panthers just need to go to sleep and hibernate and then come back next year with, their, with the quarterback they draft. <laughs> and then we can talk about whether they can win or not. I'm so tired of hearing about whether it's Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker. They're all bad. Right. Anyway. Okay. I'm just – I'm surprised, too, with the – just in the Falcons, they're not giving Desmond Ritter more run. I, I think that with young quarterbacks, and I think Arthur Smith is actively aware of this and trying to make sure it happens, is you don't have to play a rookie quarterback if they're not ready. Yeah. And if you play them too soon and they lose all their confidence on a bad team, that's not good either. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't see this like, Oh, we desperately need to see Desmond Ritter so that we can tell if he's good or bad or not. Like the team knows. And I don't know, like the last couple games of the season when you are out of it and there's a lot, a lot less pressure on it. I think that's when like, once they are eliminated from the playoffs, I think you'll see Desmond Ritter and they'll say, okay, we're going to see what happens here but they're not going to send him out there so that his first experience in the NFL can be eliminating the Falcons from the playoffs. Oh, understood. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was like Eli Manning sat behind Kurt Warner for like the first 10 games of his rookie season, like for number one pick in the NFL. He didn't start right away. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, like there's a much bigger track record of good quarterbacks not playing in their rookie season than there is like guys who you threw right into the fire and are great right away, especially outside of the first round. Like Russell Wilson is probably like the entire list. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of one right now. Like mid-round quarterbacks, like no, they, they, they don't happen. Um, but yeah, anyway, even, I was going to say Herbert, but he didn't start right away. He didn't, but even and he was a first rounder. That was Tyrod Taylor, and then they punctured his lung. Yeah, they yeah they they stabbed him in the in the lung to <laughs> to get Justin Herbert in there. And maybe maybe someone's got to do that to Mariota. Maybe that'll get Herbert in, or Desmond Ritter in the game. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inside black and gold. Stabbing lungs since <laughs> since 2022. All right, that's gonna wrap up for this episode that was rambling and all over the place. And hopefully you got something out of it. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWE Little Sports Producer. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Steve Geller at Steve Geller WWL. He hangs out on the sidelines for Saints games. He has a good time doing it. Always fun hanging out, talking Saints. Let's do it again. Who that? Hopefully not Sam Frank.